the spiritual ego when we are on a spiritual journey, as we're chasing enlightenment, as we're chasing awakening, we are all going to go through the process of developing a spiritualized ego. Why? Because all of us have an ego. When we're humans, we have an ego. And when we feed it spiritual information, the ego will hold on to that and it will make itself spiritual. So to have a conversation about this, to give you some ideas of how you can uh, work through transcending yours, discover that you even have one, identify it. I have a dear friend and a colleague. Um, Ella is here with me. Ella Noel Starr. Here we are, the two of us together, having a conversation not only as um, as colleagues, because you are a coach, you are an intuitive healer, you do work with clients, but this also is a conversation as, as friends who we're going to just really be open and raw about what the spiritual ego has done in our lives with the desire to inspire some spiritual teachers out there, some healers out there that cannot take their work to the next level until they see that spiritual ego in them. So welcome to having this conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm excited. So yeah, um, me too. Tell me, what, what have you discovered about the spiritual ego? So um, I would say what I discovered is um, for so many years, I've been working on myself. And at one point, um, attending, you know, the spiritual masterclass really made a huge difference for me. But I, I working on myself for so long, I had no idea that what I was doing was literally, how do I want to say this? It kind of um, almost got tricked. Didn't realize I was getting tricked, but I got tricked. Yeah. Because here I am thinking I'm healing all of this stuff from my past wounds. I'm healing this. I'm overcoming that and all these things. But it wasn't until, I don't know, what was it, a year ago, roughly? Because I discovered it in your class. It was about a year-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you began to see it. I began to see it. And when I began to see it, it was like, holy crap. Because what I was being shown was I was still operating from the same place <laughs> of the victim, of the fear of the, you know, stories of the everything that I had thought that for so many years I had healed and overcame. Nope. Instead, all it was was just with spiritual words and I now know stuff and ha 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 and I'm all better. Not realizing that I was still being, you know, it was like a different way and it was only to select people, you know, but it was, it just showed up in a different format. And when that, that veil lifted from my eyes and those bubbles started to pop, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so let's paint, paint the stage here. When you say you've been working on yourself for a very long time, so you, you did come to my mastery class last year, yeah. which by the way, for whoever's listening to this for the, for the first time and have no idea what that is, it's a one year long program. And then Ella is in it again this year. So before that class, how long had you been doing uh, self-awareness work, spiritual work? I would say it started for me in 2002. Okay. So you've been at it for about 16 years, 16, yeah. 17 years. Yeah, I've been at it for a while. So yeah. what was it that you began to discover in, in those 16, 17 years that had you believe that 
you, you were at whatever level you were at, at whatever, uh, had a whatever awareness that you were at, that you then saw the spiritualized ego and you went, oh my gosh, there's still more. <laughs> yeah. so paint, the, paint the picture. What did you discover and where was your confidence in yourself until you saw this so, picture? <laughs> oh, let's see. So um, over the 16-ish years, um, I, you know, I took classes. I read books, you know, I did, you know, what everybody does. Um, I started reading cards for people, you know, cause I'm like, if I'm doing this for other people, like tarot I have to look at myself, you know, the tarot cards, you no, were uh, angel cards, Oracle cards, angel, Oh, Oh, Oracle cards. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I started doing, you know, that kind of work and I became a Reiki master and a coach because I felt like, okay, this is kind of where I'm headed. And I became a coach and a Reiki master in 08. So okay. I'd done some work and then, I'm like, okay, this is my calling. And in it, I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing my work. But what I, you know, I, I was completely oblivious that I was, yes, I was doing my work, but I wasn't doing my work, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Break it down because what you're saying is so, so I'm, important. So basically, you know, um, I, I was aware of spirit. I'm aware of the love and the genuinity and certain things of that nature. And I was aware of these things and, and I really thought I was applying them, you know, but what was actually really happening is, yeah, I was applying them to a degree, but it wasn't deep. There wasn't a deepening happening. Like I was still having fears. I was still having all these upsets. I was still having reactions. You know, certain things that you would think would just poof when you are becoming, you know, a spiritual person. Yeah. But, you know, I I'm thinking I'm overcoming. I'm just doing my thing and I'm teach people and life is great. And then um, when I had the pleasure of taking your class last year, when we we're talking about the ego and, you know, how sneaky that the ego is and how it does want to, um, you know, kind of keep you in a misery box for lack of a better way of saying it. I, I can't remember exactly what, where we were at in the class when I had the smack, but I just remember getting the smack <laughs> and it was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The big aha light bulb moment of, Oh wait, <laughs> there's more. And what that stirred up for me is that, you know, I'm really big about integrity. And so I then had to look at the fact that, oh, yes, not to say that what I was doing was wrong or that I taught wrong or I did anything wrong and didn't do anything wrong, but I wasn't in my true 100% authentic integrity. Yeah. I was in a different format of integrity, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it makes perfect sense because what, what you're describing is what happens to all of us. We we have a moment of transcendence. We feel a connection with spirit. We we want to move towards the light. We are literally seduced into the spiritual journey because it feels so much better than anything we've ever felt before. It begins to activate a truth that wants we want to live from a loving, peaceful place we want to accept that there's something angelic something benevolent something transcendent about us so mm -hmm. everybody moves down this path of wanting to get to that better feeling place and and it is just it's very very natural 
and we will go ahead and begin to teach. We begin to help others. And I, I believe that for many of us, this is part of how we come to see that spiritualized ego. I agree with that. Because we begin to teach others what we know, and we can be really good at helping other people change their lives. But what happens is that we come home and with the people that we're closest to, yeah. we then begin to get on a pedestal and a high and mighty, I know more than you, we get all spiritualized and we begin <laughs> to let them know what they should be doing according to our spiritual um, truth. And that is actually not at all what being spiritual is all about. So when you began to see that distinction that you could be a wonderful healer for what almost 10 years, yeah. you're healing. You know, I went and had a session with you last year so I can vouch for the love and the the integrity that that you had and the your presence was there. So you were being a wonderful channel. So becoming spiritual opened up that channel for you. Yeah. But you hadn't gotten rid of Nope. The ego. The ego just got spiritualized. It just got a little spiritualized. It got yeah. a little cocky. <laughs> it gets very cocky. I know I know it in others because I had to see it in me. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I am so determined to help healers, teachers, coaches, any one of us who is operating under the guise of we're spiritual and we lead a congregation or, or uh, a group or whatever it might be, if we don't face that spiritual ego, we cannot go as deep into the, the promise of freedom that is possible when that we in the ego. So before we get to, to what you're experiencing because you're facing that uh, spiritualized ego, what were the glaring differences between who you thought you were when you arrived at all your you know spiritual place and then you began you, you were smacked in the face with this awareness so so for me it was kind of you know almost how do i want to say it, it was very shocking in a way it because is. you know i i'm thinking i'm doing awesome i got this shit down life's great and then Boom. Ha ha. Just wait. There's more, hun. <laughs> wait, there's more. And so when I got to to that point of having um, that smack. And honestly, as, as shocking as it was, I was so grateful to have that because, wow. you know, there's even though it, it's been a challenge in certain ways, because now I have to like, that stirs up all these things, you know, yeah. am I not in my integrity? Am I in my integrity? You know, yeah. you know, all the things I've like, just everything that can get stirred up that would make you almost want to hide and just pretend you didn't know that you have one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? You're, you're absolutely right. Once you see it, you do, you, you, it's shocking. It's shocking that me, Miss Spiritual, Miss Teacher, Miss Coach, Miss Master, Reiki Master, how, how could I have this thing in me? But I want you to isolate. Mm -hmm. What was it about that that you could, to describe it, what, what, what did it feel like this thing, this recognition of what was this thing that you were discovering? Um... I would say trying to remember that that fully but what comes to me is there was as much as it was shocking 
there was almost like this this awakening and the sense of peace happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like almost like being birthed again, like going mm-hmm. through rebirth, if yeah. you will. Because yeah. yeah, it was shocking. Yes, it stirs up stuff. Yes, it's hard. But to me, looking at the hard stuff is worth it because some so much more greatness comes from looking at the hard stuff. Yeah. Like facing your crap, it's just worth it to me. Yeah. And so after my shock moment and I just, I'm with it. It's like, I almost, I, it's like almost felt lighter. Like I had hope to become the person who I've always wanted to be that apparently was struggling to become thinking that I was on some level. If that makes any sense. Yes. Yes, it does. But I do want to paint a picture of what, what is this thing, this, this spiritual ego yeah. that now you're facing, what was it doing so, to you? So it was basically like a, kept me kept me in the in the box of victim i i unknowingly was still walking as a victim um you know i i've done so much work on all of the traumas but yet they were still running my life but i couldn't see that they were still running my life because i've done all i had all the spiritual stuff so it's like oh it's not me and da 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 and i could just brush this off and it's everybody else but it's not me kind of thing but when in actuality it's, it was all me. Like I was still acting from a victim mentality. I just shifted the way that the victim looked mm-hmm. like that victim, you know, so going from like, you know, before getting spiritualized, I had, you know, that whole poor me story going on. Then I get spiritualized and then I have like this, I'm this healer and I'm whatever, not realizing that I'm still pulling the victim mentality at home still creating chaos at home, you know, fights and things of that nature, because I was still hurting, but I couldn't see that I was still hurting because I was healed. Right. You know, that's what happens when you get spiritual. And you're you're a healer. You're you're done. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, but that spiritualized ego, all it is, is the part of us that still believes that we're separate from one another. It's still, creates hierarchy. It's the part of us that now knows that because we help others heal, that that's one of the, one of the, um, why using the term healer, it can be a trap. It's a trap of the ego because it gives us permission to believe that we are transcending the stuff of the world and look at me, I'm a healer. So whatever comes out of my mouth is right. And if I'm telling you this is it, this is it. And yes, we have clients who come to us. And inside of the client relationship, we we can come off of that pedestal and meet them in service and do wonderful work and yeah. be totally, completely present. I know I did it for a very long time. But then you leave that space where you are being used as a, as a channel, as a vessel. And now you're around your friends. Yeah. And you think you know better. You're around your partner, and you oh, think yeah. you know better. I, you get around your mom, and you get triggered. So talk about <laughs> when when you began to see that part of you. Yes, it helped you go. Oh my gosh, I'm really this, this is actually this is where the freedom comes in. If you don't see this, if you don't see the spiritualized ego, you cannot experience the freedom that oh, yeah. awakening promises right that that's what yeah. in your experience yeah it's been incredible 
talk about the freedom now so that then when we talk about the the ego in 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 just in examples you now we've painted the picture of what the freedom will be uh people can experience as you talk about it because we've been talking about how it is a judgmental aspect of ourselves that continues to judge only from a spiritual know-it-all perspective yeah <laughs> so um ever since uh my my beautiful wake or uh, I don't want to say awakening, but my beautiful smack <laughs> of awareness. <laughs> um, you know, it has it did it has stirred up some things, but because of my drive and desire to face what's been what's being stirred and everything else, I have more peace in my being than I have ever had in my entire life. I have more compassion in certain ways. And I mean, I still have, I'm still working through my stuff. I'm still, you know, in the process, but now I have a different awareness of that process. Like I at least know what I'm dealing with on a level and, and it can't, you know, it can try to hide, but it is always found out <laughs> if you will. Um, but because of that, I'm having beautiful relationships. Like, you know, I, I have no, I have, I have no fear. Yeah. <laughs> in certain areas in so many ways, you know, because I have this this new sense of trust, this new sense of peace, this new sense of knowing, this new sense of being that I can just, you know, just be present. I I'm not five months ago. I'm not even a week ago. I'm right here. I'm not stressing about what's going to happen yeah. down the road. I'm right here. It has brought me to a whole new realm of just beauty. Yeah. I, I like it's just it's just it's amazing. I wouldn't I would not trade this for the world. It did not at all. Every little experience that I've ever had in my life got me here and for that I'm truly grateful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 just been an incredible experience even though there have been times where it's you know, hard and there's been, there's been grieving. Like I had to grieve, you know, there was some, some grief that's come through that, you know, to, to kind of release the old, to embrace the new, if you will, but it's been worth every bit of it. Yeah. Yes. You know, some of the things that are really uncomfortable about seeing our ego is it requires an incredible level of honesty. That's because so we we have got to be honest that when we're operating from the I know it all spiritual mind, we are not connected to spirit. It is a block to spirit. That's why the spiritualized ego is is a is a trickster because it's a it's a pretense that we know what spirit knows, but it's actually a block. It's a disguise that we wear that cause us to not allow spirit to guide us, which is why so many spiritual healers and teachers and coaches experience so much fear. Yeah. And any any tiny little bit of fear, you know the ego's involved. Because yeah. the ego is what activates that fear. So speak to that. That that is actually my cue. Like if I have like a moment of a fear, like I like a moment, I'm like, oh wait. Why? Check in. Nope. Shift. <laughs> you know, it's like it's become my cue um, because, to, you know, I, I will say one of the, the things that I'm really enjoying is the clarity that I have with source, with spirit, 
I, you know, I, I thought my channel was clear before, you know, and I've been told, like I've had every, every client tell me how clear and accurate and all the things and da da da. Great. But right now I don't have, I'm like, there's no, I'm not in the way. Yeah. I'm no longer in the way because yeah. it, there's, there's no thing to be in the way. Yeah. Like I'm just removing block after block after block. So when that little fear kicks in, I know I need to do a check-in. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's the perfect way to, to describe it because the, our ego, you know, spiritualized or not spiritualized is the block to spirit. It's the block to our truth. It's the block yeah. to our freedom. So, what makes it really vicious when it gets spiritualized is that we believe that we have somehow this connection or this access to God that still makes us feel superior. Yeah. Um, and some some egos uh, will spiritualize as inferior. Um, you know, you do all this spiritual work, and then I'm I I'm not worthy of of saying your name, and and we go to the place where. Uh, we, we won't be willing to acknowledge that we are one with it. So it shows up in different ways. But for somebody who goes into the teaching mode, it shows up as, as superior. Yeah. And because I teach it or I coach it or I, I stand for it. Let's talk a little bit about how that shows up. Um, that judgmental part showed up in your relationships that you were able to see so clearly um, kept you from having the deeper, more meaningful relationships that you now are having, let's say specifically with your with your children. Uh, let, let's talk about it there. So um, prior to my awareness of the spiritualized ego, um, I had, you know, decent relationship with my kids. I thought I had a good relationship with my children, but um, come to find out, <laughs> I was very much so, um, I, I was like the, how, how do I say this? Um, I was the spiritual mom that would try to like kind of force it, but see, everything's this and try to kind of, I don't know, like kind of shove them into that space, if you will, try to like, whatever and in that in that time period there's we, we had closeness but we also had disconnect mm -hmm. you know we would talk but we wouldn't talk if that you know that kind of thing but since my um awareness of the spiritualized ego since then um because of me being able to be truly authentic and deep within myself my kids i'm noticing have more they feel more comfortable being around me. Like they're, they're, they're like seeking me out. They're wanting to be with me. I have amazing conversations with my nine-year-old about spirit and how we never die and things like that and travel and whatever, whatever comes up, whatever pops in her beautiful head, we talk about it. You know, um, my, my five-year-old is, he's five, but he, he wants to come snuggle, but they, there's like a whole different types of deepening, you know, um, I have a, an 18 year old and, you know, it's, what's really interesting is that so many people, so many of my family members, aren't you worried about her? Aren't you worried that she's not, you know, doing this or no, I'm not worried at all. Cause she's got her path that she's doing. She's doing her thing. And I know when she finds what she needs to do, she'll have the drive and she'll do whatever she needs to do. 
Yeah. I, she has the space to be where she's at. All of my kids have the space to be where they're at. They don't yeah. have to show up a certain way for me. Well, that's that's a key point that you're sharing right there is when we are all in our ego, uh, spiritualized or not, but yeah. but I want to address the spiritualized ego because it's very tricky when you're a teacher, when you are when you are teaching other people about uh, you know their spiritual path or healing, uh, standing as a healing uh, vessel conduit is the judgment. The judgment is is what makes people not want to be with us. They don't feel yeah. safe. They don't feel heard. They don't feel acknowledged. And what is spirit in them can recognize that we talk spirit, but we are not being spirit. We talk yeah. about how they should be loving and kind, but we're but not loving and kind when we're yeah. judging. So this is, that's a, a really important distinction because until we get really clear that it is, the ego mind is an insistence in being other than how God created us. God cannot go, God, source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't have full use of us when we are deciding what we know, what we don't know, what others should do or shouldn't do. When yeah. we are judging people, you're not being spiritually enough, you're doing meditation long enough. I kind of got to a point where if I catch myself in that judging thought, I'm like, who the hell am I? to sit here and put that on you. I don't know who you are, which path is, which purpose is. So who am I to say otherwise? That's between you and God. That's between you and spirit. That's that's between, that's that's your business. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where that trust comes in is you. we have to stop judging because yeah. we realize we don't know. We're a point of awareness for spirit, but so is everybody else. Exactly. And that spiritualized ego is, I know everything because I, I, I heal. Well, no, we don't. We no. only know what we know. We don't know what's best for anybody else. And when, when that clarity comes in, we free everybody else to be themselves. And that's when we actually become the presence of spirit. That's yeah. when spirit can work through us because there can be no judgment, zero judgment, zero, zero fear. There's such a difference. There really is such a difference between, you know, operating from that spiritualized ego and then having the awareness and operating free of it, yeah. if you will, for lack of a better way of saying it. And I'm, it's it's really hard to put into words that feeling that you have when you get out of that space, when you give yourself permission to just face whatever it is you've got to face to overcome that hurdle to get free of your spiritualized ego like there's just something that's just it's just a it's a nice neutral piece like there's just, it's just a nice neutral piece like it's it's a like it's a beautiful feeling to have and i and it's not something because you know one thing's you know doing all the spiritual work like you'd feel good for a little bit and then you kind of fall back and then you feel good for a little bit and you know and there's that whole teeter-totter thing going on until you see your ego, you're not consistent. You cannot sustain. No, there's, there's no, there's no consistent. You're just boop, boop, boop. But since I've discovered the spiritualized ego and have done the work to get to this point, there's been no teeter totter. I am mm -hmm. literally walking all the time in a neutral piece. Yeah, that's because you you identify, you become aware of the part inside of you, which is just our righteous self. 
yeah. that creates the chaos, creates the disconnections, creates the creates the fears because we label things, we value things, we value this, we don't value that. And being able to see that spiritualized ego. And for me, for me, it began in about 2008 with a, a relationship. I had gotten into um, a new relationship and this man that I was eventually married. And I began to see I'm a teacher. I meet him. He comes to my class. Uh, I've been teaching already for you know, a couple of years when I met him. So I was feeling a level of confidence in my work. And while he was listening to what I had to say and following that, we got along great. But once he began to resist what I was saying, I began to, to notice that there, there was a reaction in me um, that, that was not, not very kind. And I, I, I was shocked because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a teacher of, of love. I'm a teacher of compassion and kindness. And I, I, I was not kind in that moment. So I faced that part of myself with, with shock, like you were saying, I, I could not believe it, that that was inside of me. And then it was quite a few years of being tricked by this part of me that said that I'm loving, but I'm fearing things that were happening in our relationship. And that's when I began to study A Course in Miracles. And in A Course in Miracles, I got that list, those characteristics of somebody who lives without an ego. When when I began to apply those those characteristics, which were basically, do I really trust God? Do I say that I am energy? Then why am I fearing what could happen to this body? Do I say that I am uh, I am honest? And why do I say any judgmental things? Because to to be judgmental is to be dishonest. Because then I'm playing God. God doesn't have use of me to express itself. And of course, the the reactions and the the putting other people down, the intolerance, the the need to be right, because that, that's yeah. where I really saw it, kept me from being the presence of gentle love, compassionate love yeah. that lets every being be who they are, no matter what. And that's where the fears go away, because whatever my children chose to do, um, I they belong to God, not to me. Yeah. And that that was so profoundly different because now I can see things in the world that are not okay because there are things that I am being called to participate in, um, but not from a place of judging it, rather from a place of recognizing it's a call for love. Yeah. It's an opportunity to to bring the the awareness of, of the love that is possible, not a you're doing something wrong, you need to fix it, you need to change it. Because I realized that while I was operating from my spiritualized ego, there was no humbleness, none whatsoever. No, there there wasn't. There was no room. No, you know, it's just like just yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of constantly butting heads, and and you know, now it's like oh, there's no need for all of that. Okay, if this is what's coming up for you, that's fine. You do you. I'll be over here. We'll connect later. All's well in the world. <laughs> Yeah. And that can be that can be uh, disconcerting to other people. Um, talk about how how did things change for you when you began to see that and you were not operating from that reactive, righteous place and judgmental so, place? 
at first those around me um didn't know how to be so they were they were still expecting me to show up the way that they know for me to show up so there was um at first like a little discord if you will because it's like wait who are you what's happening here um you know they there weren't it was like almost like this uncertainty for them yeah you know and but once um they saw the consistency i would say because i've just been you know just in my little neutral piece little happy self just do my thing <laughs> and so once they began to see the consistency in it all of a sudden i see the shift in them like how how they are around me they feel more relaxed they can breathe they're not tense they're just kind of chill and it's great you know so yeah there's a little i'd say hiccup moments if you will once you start doing this and it makes sense because you know you and that person have been training each other to be to show up a certain way for however long yeah, yeah. and then when somebody starts changing the game the mm. other person's definitely going to have their little stirring issues and try to poke at you and try to hook you and try to get back to that familiarity for them for themselves but if you can maintain mm. the course they eventually shift. Yeah, and and that is that is a very important thing because when we start getting spiritual, we want people to know the book that I just read. Do you know yeah. about your chakras? Do you know that that you yeah. can clear this? Do you know that you can align that? Do you know about meditation? Do you know? Let's pull this card. Let's pull that card. Oh my goodness, it, it, it is. Uh, we become we really become very judgmental, and we we're trying to control people's behaviors from this this new idea that we have yeah but that is part of the process so we have to be gentle with ourselves and forgive ourselves for the ways that we put some people off with our spirituality it's no different than being religious or or atheist and pushing that on somebody else but the spiritual journey is about emptying ourselves of yeah. thinking that we know anything yeah so that source God, spirit, whatever we want to call it, creator can then infill us with what we need to know in that moment. Yeah. And for me, it was really fascinating standing, having an opinion about that partner that I knew was quite judgmental and making a decision to not believe that thought in my head and watching that thought dissolve and me feeling like, well, if I don't have an opinion, then what, what what good am I here? Right. What, what, what's my purpose here? And it was it was literally a a dying inside of this this yeah. righteous person yeah. this this story of yeah. Marina, and allowing myself to to operate in in that not knowing. And you know that dying part. Oh, so yes. Yes, I think I called. Yeah, I called you during my dying part. You called me many times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember because I was like, I'm not sure what's happening here right now, but I think. <laughs> yeah. You know, because at some point, once you once you see the spiritualized ego, and then you work on yourself in that spiritualized ego, eventually it does. It does die. It does dissolve and. That feeling is it's a different kind of feeling because you know for at least my, like my experience like it was so I just went numb for a while mm -hmm. I just went kind of numb and I'm like I'm not feeling anything 
<laughs> yes, because we, we don't know who that authentic one is. Yeah. We've been wearing our, our egoic mask um, yeah. all along and been reactive and righteous and judgmental. So yes, this neutral part of us, um, in many ways, it felt like to me, uh, by not having those, by letting go of the judgments, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm being a doormat here. I'm going to get stepped all over. I'm going to get used and abused. And and I, I was called oftentimes, um, oh, you're being condescending, not talking to me. And, you know, you have nothing to say now. And I was like, I, I, I was hearing guidance saying, there's nothing to say. Don't say anything. Listen. Yeah. And yeah. that need to quickly, you know, blurt out what I know um, <laughs> dissolved. Yeah. And I don't know who I was. Yeah, I didn't know who I was. But it, it, something was emerging. It was. And, and the thing is, it's like going going back to that whole, you know, not spitting that out. That that was like that's a I will I will say that was um, one of the <sighs> difficult things is like biting the tongue, you know, mm -hmm. because you really want to get, especially when you're, when you're starting to shed old and step into this newness, there's that, there's that familiarity of wanting to laugh, like wanting to stay hooked in that, but also the sense of knowing that wait, no, there's something better if you don't. And so like, sometimes you, you mess up and you spit out and sometimes you don't <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And you, you do that until you, you kind of get to a point where it's like, no, I really don't want to play in this game anymore. It doesn't bring me any peace. I'm good. You know, and I think I think for me, when, when I finally got to that point, I think it was shortly there. It was, I got to a point where I broke down and I said, I don't want to be a righteous bitch anymore. I just broke down. Mm -hmm. And it was a few days after I finally just let that all go. That's when I started to feel the numbness. And then from the numbness, I felt like almost like empty, and I'm like, this is different. But, you know, with the, our conversation that we had, what was coming through is that, well, it's just a sense of peace. There's no, you're not feeling anything because there's nothing to feel in this moment. Because I was still feeling joy, but if I just sat by myself, mm -hmm. I was just, here I am. Yeah. But there, that's all I needed to do was just be here I am. Yeah. But, you, <laughs> you know, know, that is, it's a very uh, challenging thing for healers and teachers and coaches to, not only to see this, but also because usually you can't see your own blind spots. Yeah. But also to work through it. What what suggestions, advice uh, do you have for for anybody um, that's a teacher and a healer so that you can recommend to them? Or well, that you can be an example of why they want to do this kind of very, very uncomfortable, intimate work. I would say the best thing to do is just be completely raw and honest with yourself. You know, first and foremost, give yourself permission to just be fully raw and honest with yourself. Even if it's not in front of anybody else at first, just with you call out whatever it is that you know that needs to come out to be healed, to be literally be released, call out your spiritualized ego, just call it out. Yeah. And whatever comes up and comes through for you act accordingly. You know, if you need, you know, um, assistance, get the assistance, you know, just because you're a teacher doesn't mean that you don't need help. Just because you're a healer doesn't mean you don't need help, yeah. you know, find, find ways to do it, but be honest about with people with what you're doing. That was one thing I did. 
I just let everybody know, okay, I'm working on this. I'm going to be a little whatever. Just kind of give me some space because I, I knew I didn't know what to come, but I knew something was to come. Yeah. You know, just be gentle. Oh but God, you, you, you had me in the class to help you see. I did the I did. the ego. So, and the way you see it is you're you zero in on the honesty of when you are number one when you're controlling yeah when you're in fear yeah when you're judging yeah when when you're not trusting when it, you know fear is the indicator it really is it really really is if, if you are feeling any i don't care how small that fear piece is if you're feeling any of it that is a part of you that you need to bring to the surface to take care of. Yeah. And, and that to me is one of the most important things um, that I learned from the Course in Miracles is that anything that is fear is ego. So we can get all spiritualized. We can be going to all kinds of, you know, <laughs> new thought communities and participating yeah. in all the chanting you want. But if you're afraid that you're going to get sick, if you're afraid that you're going to die, if you're afraid your child is going to get hurt, if you're afraid your kid's not going to get into college, if you're afraid your partner is no, not, that's you know, not being time, that's then, not being set of course. Exactly. Then you in know? that moment, you are attempting to control something, circumstances. There's there's zero trust. So you're not in alignment with, you know, your connection with the fact that you are actually non-physical energy. Yeah. And controlling, that's like, a, that was another thing. It's like if I find myself, you know, getting into that space, which I really don't anymore. You know, I just, I see what comes up and I address it accordingly. But, you know, controlling, it's, it's. I, you know, as a parent, like I get why, you know, like parents want to control and protect their babies. And I get that. I so get that. But the thing is, is that they're already protected. Exactly. All you have to do is be a guiding light for them. Exactly. What, what you just said is so key. Every one of us is protected. Every one of us. That's what we're waking up to is the yeah. awareness that we are already safe in the mind of God. We're already safe in this universe. We cannot not be safe by virtue of the fact that we are eternal non-physical energy. I know, it's, it's, it's so true. I, the fact that my nine-year-old is already getting that just makes my heart so happy. I know. It came to that, like we're just having a conversation and then, you know, I'm talking to her about our souls and how like they remember everything. And she's like, so that, mom, technically then we don't die. I'm like, no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> We just and, shut a body and go into a new one. <laughs> and when we move out of those fears uh, and and at least acknowledge them, at first we have to yeah. acknowledge them. What opens up is the door for true safety. That is so it's so good. It feels true so good. peace. True yeah. and true connection, because then we recognize all of it is connected. This this is where the 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 teachings of forgiveness come in. Um, what what is there? that you would ever want to um, hold as a grudge for anybody when you can just forgive yourself for having that moment of egoic thought and you forgive yourself for forgetting yeah. to have that connection directly and know that everybody has it too and trust that everybody has it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, I tell you, this, 
it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. It's not easy, but it's so worth it. Yeah. It's, it's beyond worth it. I, I'm I'm gaining so much more than I could even fathom. Well, let's talk about that as a healer. Um, what are you gaining in your work? Uh, and as a you know a coach, a spiritual coach, because of this awareness. It's well, I you know because of where we are right now, I'm not really seeing many at this time, but I it's starting to pick up again. And I'll say that the experiences that I've had have had have had <laughs> um, it has honestly it's it's been really good like clear and i don't know it's just it just it, there's a different essence that's happening because i'm it's not me thinking anything it's just i'm just showing up here i am and i've done that before but the difference is, is that because i really have been removing those blocks it's stronger it's yeah. clearer it's like there's more of a connection i can see their essence more than I've ever been able to see it yeah. before. Like I could see people's lights, but now I'm really seeing people's lights, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's really neat because I'm actually, you know, source has shown me just how connected we really are yeah. through the, through light, you know, like I can see, it's just, it's a, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. Well, well while <laughs> so our ego, while our ego is involved it's like we get glimpses of it and it's beautiful but once we remove that block once that more of that is not blocking yes you can see more clearly you can you know people can feel your peace more so there uh, is yeah. you can be more present i know for me that that's been one of the most amazing things you said this earlier it Without the ego, we're present in this now moment. We're not worried about, you know, the past. We have no guilt and shame about the past. We are here now. We we get to be here right now. And it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm noticing, you know, my whole life I've always had people just come up to me out at the store, out of nowhere, and want to tell me their life story and certain things. But you know, what's interesting is that even now it's still happening. But there's a different air in it because you know beforehand it'd be like okay let me i'm here okay i've got to get okay but now i'm just like oh okay this is where i'm supposed to be right now there's something here for us let's be here you know it's completely different it's all about being in the present yeah there's a freedom in it totally totally <laughs> now we talked about your relationship with your children has improved what about your relationship with other people in general um, I would say that my relationship with my partner has really been, he's been like one of my big teachers for sure. <laughs> Bless his heart. He's been one of my big teachers. <laughs> and, um, you know, going through these changes, you know, it kind of activated, you know, a year ago. Um, but since him and I have reconnected and I recognizing my spiritualized ego, where what I would feel with him or how he would be towards me I could it was like a good um, like uh, cue like it just kind of let me know where I was at if you will so when I would get reactive I know that I was still in an ego space and if he was in that then I knew he would and so it took us a little bit to kind of find um, a way but what's interesting is I just sent him a thing this this morning that just said you know I'm I'm really enjoying the new space that we're in thank you because what's transpired is that we can just kind of be in a room 
and just talk and hang out or he'll do his thing. I'll do my thing. I'm not worried about what he's doing, what he's not doing. If I need to move, I'll move. If I don't, I won't. It's like, I'm not stressing out about all these things. I just, when he's doing his thing, that's great. Cause I'm here present doing my thing. And then when we're mm -hmm. together, we're present together. Yes. And it's, it's really quite wonderful. It's like, it's just, it's like I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because until we we identify that egoic mind uh, and we don't let it run our lives, we have this incessant chatter going on. We have to go meditate to get the mind quiet. But when we see the ego and we begin to transcend it, yeah. quiet is the natural state of beingness. So that's how we can be appropriate in the now moment. That's how we can be um present to feel to sense to to yeah. be able to receive guidance right now because the mind's not busy planning plotting um you know correcting directing yeah, not trying to manipulate anything not trying to control anything just kind of letting things be where they're going to be you know one of my my things with him over the years was like you know i had like jealousy issues and trust issues and you know, all of these issues and since you know, recently since of, of the, this discovery, if you will. Um, yeah, no, you know, and like, if you end up doing something with somebody else, then I know what I need to do for myself. And, you know, it's like, it's just all of a sudden, there's just no, there's just no worry about it, yeah. you know, and um, another so relationship, beautiful. it really, it's so, so, oh, so great. So <laughs> liberating, huh? It really is, you know, because now I can actually, you know, be present, like, we're discovering things about each other that we didn't really know because there wasn't room. Yeah. You know, and, you know, even with my mom, I, you know, love her to pieces, but I struggled with my mom for years because of all of the stuff, you know, over the periods of the book, you know, whatever. And now I'm like, there's, I have none of that. There's no anger. There's no why and how dare, there's none of that. I just, there's my mom. She's just doing her thing and I love her and I'm here. So when we talk, I'm present. And then when we're not together, I'm not. Because stressing. the ego is what holds the memories of the past active in our mind. So we yeah. can always have that evidence of why it is that I can't be okay around you, why it is that you hurt me and I should be on guard and I'm not safe. It yeah. maintains that past memory, which is another reason why, you know, there's, you don't really have to sit and meditate. You are in a state of meditation. Ongoing. meditation. Yes. And you know, I think you're not repeating evidence in your mind. There's no, there's no monkey chatter. And I think that's where that, that neutral piece, like feeling comes from, because I'm not feeling all of these feelings from the past and I'm still carrying all of that's been let go. So I'm just, if I'm here, I'm feeling whatever I'm feeling here. Yeah. Yeah. Because before you start on the spiritual journey, if you are jealous and if you are controlling, if you are type A, if you are, yeah. you know, a planner and whatever, you go on the spiritual path and all those things go with you. Yep. Because it's part of your ego. It, yep. it, that, that's what the ego does. <laughs> yeah. But when you begin to see that egoic side and that those things begin to drop away, I mean, it's fascinating to watch people who are really spiritual, amazing healers, but in terror uh, yeah. of getting sick, in terror of their partner cheating on them. 
um, that that's that's not freedom. That's not freedom because there's no there's really not a connection to source to God. It hasn't been cultivated because we still have this mind that that's trying to do it. We, we're still thinking we can figure this out. We can control it. We can stop it. We can start it. Yeah. And this is about flowing, surrendering, accepting. Yep. I tell you the the um, my my safety lies in my defenselessness. Mm -hmm tolerance, gentleness, you know, mindfulness, you know, all of these things yeah. have been such a beautiful part in helping me get through all of this, you know, so, you know, for those who are wanting to, to do it, I'm, my safety lies in my defenseless. There's nothing for you to defend. There's no reason to defend. It's going to get you nowhere. Just take a moment, breathe, go sit with yourself, bite your tongue, do whatever you have to do. But there's nothing, you don't have to defend anything. There's nothing to defend. Yeah, because when the ego drops away, what is left, left is the perfection of who we are that needs no defending. Exactly. So it's, it is a cultivation of a, of a very intimate relationship with the true essence, the soul, the spirit that we are. It's, it's really our authentic self. Yes. Is that I am presence that we are cultivating uh, a connection with when we remove that egoic uh, barrier that comes in the guise of all spiritual. Yeah. I am, I'm so grateful for you. Why don't you just share whatever it is is on your heart and then we'll wrap this up, whatever you would like to leave for whoever's watching this as a nugget of wisdom. I, I want to say that no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, you're worth the effort. You're just worth it. You know, just find a way to give yourself permission to just dive into it. You know, it'll be great in the end. Um, you know, A Course in Miracles is a fantastic, amazing book <laughs> that has really, they have a lot of great tools in it that has helped me tremendously. Of course, Lina was a huge, great, amazing teacher to go through that process with. But honestly, just truthfully, you're worth the effort because I know for so long, I didn't feel like I was worth, you know, putting the effort in but you really are worth putting the effort in. And the thing is, is nobody else is going to do it for you. So you have to be willing to do it for yourself. Find your drive, whatever it's going to take, just do it because something great will come from it. Yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that. And the last thing that I want to say is if you're a healer, if you're a spiritual teacher, if you're a spiritual coach and you go to bed at night scared, if you go to bed at night, uh, concerned, if you know that you're judging, if your relationships are not peaceful, if you don't totally completely trust in your eternalness and and accept how magnificent you are, you owe it to yourself. As, as Ella just said, you're worth it. You owe it to yourself to explore the possibility that there is something within you that, that will transcend all limitations, all judgments, all hesitations, but you have to be willing to open the door for that deeper connection. Basically allow God to infill you. Let yourself accept that you were created for love, for joy, for peace consistently. That is the promise, but it is not available to you without your willingness to first admit, yes, I still have fears. And when you are willing to do that, and I know it's very difficult as somebody who is a, who is a teacher or, or a healer or a coach 
because we feel like we have failed. We feel like we are uh, frauds. Um, we have to look at all of that. Those are, that's the ego keeping us from really being able to reach our fullest potential. Don't let fears, judgments, guilt, shame stop you from becoming totally free. I promise you that is possible. If there's any way that I can assist you, please let me know. But this, it is my commitment to help anybody who wants to see that and transcend that to be able to help you with that. It's not easy, but it is absolutely a very simple process with your permission. Mm -hmm. So thank you all for uh, watching this. And if you think that this can help somebody else, please share it. Um, and just remember, we really truly are magnificent. We're here to awaken fully so that we can experience the goodness that this life is designed to give us. Thank you, Ella, so much for being part of this conversation. Yeah, this so great. Great. Um, I really enjoyed this. Thank yes. you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.